Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is a special presentation for the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. Here's Rick Uccino on the Believe Podcast Network. What is going on, you guys? Rick Uccino here for the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast and YouTube channels. Thank you very much for tuning in. I know you're here to see Wardlow. He's the star of the day. But real quick, I got to give a shout out to our friends over at Bet Online because this interview would not be made possible without them. Football season, yes, it's over. Hey, but the offseason's just getting started, and that's already really good. But it is all about basketball. The March Madness brackets are out. NBA playoffs are approaching. And from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet online is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Head on over to the website, use your mobile devices to sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code believe to get started. That is B L E A V. And it's not just basketball. Bet online is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds. It is the best in the business. Sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online, your number one online wagering destination. The fastest and easiest way to get your wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. And without further ado, here is my conversation with the face of the revolution. Got a big title match coming up this Wednesday on St. Patrick's Day Slam. Here is AEW's Wardlow. Wardlow, my guest at this time. Really appreciate your time, good sir. Big dynamite this past week. It seems like they've all been big dynamites recently. AEW, the hits just keep coming for AEW. I saw an interview that you did with Wrestling Inc. prior to Revolution where you talked about young Wardlow growing up a Jeff Hardy guy. And the possibility was there, and now it's official. Jeff Hardy is all elite. As a Jeff Hardy fan and now as a colleague of his, how was, uh, how was this past Wednesday? What did that moment feel like for you? So calling me a Jeff Hardy guy is a huge understatement. <laughs> um, I mean, when I tell you I've done thousands and thousands and thousands of Swanton bombs on a trampoline, also an understatement. Um, Jeff Hardy is a big reason I'm sitting here talking to you today. And it was almost one of those CM Punk type situations where I just thought I missed my opportunity. So to be in the same company as the Hardy Boys is really just a dream come true. And this Wednesday, this past Wednesday was such a special night for me. And the fact that we heard the music, oh yeah, we saw the man, and we saw a swanton bomb on AEW Dynamite, and then I followed it. It's just, it's just, it's so bittersweet, man. So had you ever had the chance to kind of meet with him or talk with him? Did you get the chance to meet with him on uh, on Wednesday a little bit? Yeah, we, we talked a little bit on Wednesday. I fortunately had the opportunity to meet them um, a number of years back on the Indies. And it was my first time meeting him. And I, and I had the opportunity to thank him, um, you know, just for being him and, yeah. and for being such a big part of my life and getting me through um, – you know, a lot of hard times in life, you know, where there's there a lot of times where, you know, what kept me going was, you know, the Hardy Boys. And so, yeah, it's just very special to be in the same company as them. 
Yeah, I, I, I can relate. Uh, you know, there is somebody, a, a prominent star in wrestling that has done that for me as well, still does that to this day. Have not had a chance to meet them yet, but I can't wait to be in that situation where I can tell them, you know, how much that they have, uh, that they have meant to me. And, Am I allowed and, to ask who? Uh, uh, Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. Oh, big, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, um, I'm a guy who has a lot of serious like self-confidence issues and a lot of, you know, she has really kind of helped me to constantly push forward and through that and, you know, be a, uh, you know, have confidence in my abilities, even during the downtimes and just kind of push forward when I, when I feel like I want to quit, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's somebody Absolutely. that I really want to talk to one of these days. And, you know, along those same lines, you now have a guy who is very special to you in your career. And now I can sit here and say that it is a very real possibility that Wardlow versus Jeff Hardy could happen. National television, pay-per-view, whatever it is. How, how does that make you feel? So Wardlow versus Jeff Hardy would be amazing, but I would rather. Oh, here we go. I would rather go ahead and maybe team with Matt and Jeff and just be team extreme for one night. <laughs> <laughs> and. uh you know, maybe uh, maybe we could set that up down the road. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know what? What is it about Jeff Hardy, man? Because I I started watching wrestling in the in the late '90s, and I gravitated towards him and Matt and 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 Jeff and and uh, Edge and Christian. You know those guys, and I I grew up as their careers bloomed, right? So for like me, those were always my guys, and it was great to watch their careers progress. But you still have people of today's generation that he he transcends everything like everybody loves jeff hardy no matter what what company what what city what state what country it doesn't matter what is it about jeff hardy that that a young wardlow gravitated towards so so i was growing up you know i'm 34 so that 99 2000 era was you know i was you know just becoming a teenager you know 11 12 years old at that time so, you know, Jeff was, you know, he was different. And when I was that age, you know, everybody was starting to grow and hit puberty and I was still kind of the runt. And, and I had this little, you know, this little bit of punk rock side to me at the time. And so Jeff Hardy was just, he was different and he embraced his uniqueness, which, you know, especially for kids in school, you know, you feel so pressure to dress a certain way, look a certain way. And and Jeff really made me realize, like, you could just be yourself. And and he was just so cool. He was himself. He was different, but he was so cool. So I think that's what it started it. Um, but then you also obviously, you know, you have things like the whisper in the wind, the swanton bomb, all these things he could do that just made him even cooler. And what um, he was willing to put himself through. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, there's nobody that put themselves through more than him. And, um, you know, you talk about sacrifice. That is Jeff Hardy to a T. Um, but then, you know, I think it's still that way. And just because he's such a cool dude. And I think, every, you know, you can recognize that. And you can just look at Jeff Hardy. You know he's just a humble, down-to-earth guy. And I can say after meeting him a few times, he really is the most humble, chill, down-to-earth dude. And I think, you know, people just gravitate to that. I have a hard time picturing you as a runt. 
Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I was a very late bloomer. So I was, uh, you know, I anticipated being a future Jeff Hardy. So I trained, you know, to do flips and, you know, I practiced flips and corkscrews and moonsaults and swantons and all that stuff, thinking I would be a Jeff Hardy of a future company. And then obviously one day, uh, <laughs> life, life took me on a different path, but, you know, fortunately my body still, you know, remembers how to do most of that stuff. So people will see some unique things for me in the future that they probably wouldn't expect. Yeah. I'll, I want to dive into that here in a little bit, but, uh, you, you made mention before that, uh, in other interviews that you were built, uh, for ladder matches. This was a, a big ladder match this past Sunday. Obviously you won. Uh, but the match itself, man, it was kind of like, kind of like golden corral. It had a little bit of everything in it. Um, you know, did, did that kind of like live up to, to your expectations this past Sunday? Dude, it really did. Um, Man, it, there's there's so many situations thus far in my career that have just been mind blowing and hard to even comprehend how things play out. Um, and I've said it before, manifestation is real. Um, so I grew up loving the Hardy Boys, Edge Christian, Dudley's, all those ladder matches. Revolution was my first pay per view performance. And in my first pay-per-view, I am in a ladder match. Not only in a ladder match, but I'm in a ladder match with Christian. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so wild how life works, man, and how mine's um, <laughs> unraveling. Um, it's, it's still hard to believe every day. And um, I feel like we did things that have never been done before in a ladder match, things you've never seen, which I feel like it's very hard to do. And I feel like we've created such an entertaining ladder match without giant, huge crash and burn spots. I, I mean, compared to other ladder matches, you know, yeah. we didn't have those super crazy, crazy, crazy stunts. Sammy and Sting, they did the big spots. So we were able to put, put together a phenomenal ladder match without that crazy stuff and still tell a great story. Now, a lot of that match was was centered around the big boys in that match. Obviously, yourself and and Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs, but you had you know the Orange Cassidy's of the world. You as a performer, right? So you look at both ends of that spectrum. Do you have more fun as a performer working with a smaller guy like Orange Cassidy, or are you down for like a good old fashioned hoss fight against somebody like Powerhouse Hobbs? I honestly don't know if I could put one ahead of the other. I love both pretty equally um obviously very unique uh situations on both ends of the spectrum but i love a classic big man brawl you know i like to go and i like i like to be hit and i like to hit back and i like to feel it and i like to bring it so i love getting in a ring with somebody that can bring it and take it so let's just go out there and and give it our all um so that's always fun but i also love the story of the david versus goliath and and realistically a big man small man um match you're able to complement each other very well and and i've always loved the dynamic between you know the david versus goliath type of match revolution this past uh sunday well by the time this recording drops it would have been two sundays ago but uh, that was a big night for you obviously you earned the shot at the tnt championship which is coming up uh this wednesday but you pulled double duty that night 
and you showed up at the end of this dog collar match. And this is this is no knock on either of the gentlemen in that match because it was fantastic. And I will I will argue that that was the best build to any AEW match in the company's brief history thus far. All of that said, the biggest pop of that match was you taking a ring and setting it down in the ring. What was that like for you? When I say that was the best night of my life, I truly mean it. I mean, the moment of grabbing that ring and putting it over my head at the end of that ladder match and hearing that crowd and then hearing them again in the moment of placing that ring. When I turned around and I was walking up the ramp and I heard behind me the entire arena chanting my name, best moment of my life. I mean, I've been dreaming of that moment since I was in elementary school. So it just, I knew. It would be a big moment. I just, I didn't comprehend it would be <laughs> received that well. <laughs> and well, this is something that's been slowly, you know, building for a while now. The the Wardlow chants have been, have been growing. Was there a, a time or a moment that you can kind of look back on and pinpoint like, yeah, this is working. We got something cooking here now. Let's keep building this momentum. Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas, I had a match. And, uh, and, and that was the first time I heard like an actual chant. And I remember I wrote it down that night, like Austin, Texas, like my first actual Wardlow chant. So, and then, and then every week progressively, it, it got more and more. You've made it quite clear, uh, this past Wednesday that, uh, you know, there, there's no more Max, there's no more Spears, there's no more BS with you. It is after nearly three years in the company, it is Wardlow's time. And you may have touched on this a little bit earlier, but is there something that you're really kind of looking forward to showing the fan base that we haven't seen out of Wardlow yet? You know, you know, Wednesday, I finally got to show that, you know, give me a microphone and, and I could talk. So I was very excited to to show that and i'm excited to have the opportunity to have a microphone in my hand uh, more often um but yeah man i'm just ready to be myself and i've I, you know i've had to be the silent bodyguard and i know that was my job and, and and realistically there is a side of me that is very quiet and to myself you know but i'm ready just to show the world every aspect of Wardlow and everything that I can do because I have so much more to give than what people have seen. We have all seen what MJF is like on the screen. Uh the guy never shuts off and you know look I mean he can be let's say he's an ass. Um you know what was it like working with him behind the scenes though and is there anything like you know positive that you'll take away from your time in the pinnacle? Okay so for starters what you see on TV is Max. And I dare say he's even worse off screen. Um, like people think the things he says in front of millions is bad. You oh, should hear man. the things he says, you know, on a private jet with just the boys. I mean, he's not a good person. That's real. I mean, he's, he's the things he says to people is mind boggling. Um, but I will say my time with the pinnacle, um, you know, Max is a businessman 
And so there's most definitely a lot of things on the business aspect that I did learn from him. And then Sean Spears, FTR, Tolly. I mean, you couldn't be sitting under a better learning tree. I learned so much from those guys. And I'll be able to take, you know, so much from what they taught me from my time into the pinnacle that's going to help me tools that will help me uh, for the rest of my career. If there's one big thing out of, of all of that, right, that you could pinpoint, and say, okay, this might be like the most important thing I've learned or something that's always going to stick with you. What would be one of those things? Honestly, there's so many. I don't know if there's just one thing. They've given me so much advice. I mean, almost every week there's a conversation where I go, oh, okay. They just, they help make everything make sense. Sure. Um, so I, I don't think I can point out one thing. It's just, it's a lot of knowledge and it's all good. One, one thing I'm always interested at, um, coming up with a finisher, that can be a, a daunting task for a wrestler, right? You want to have something cool. You want to have something that looks effective. You want something that's different. I think you check all those boxes with the, the Powerbomb Symphony. What was the origin story there? Man, the origin story with that is, you know, so this is another thing that's just like, it's crazy how life works out. I didn't come in saying I want to do a power bomb. Um, so, so two of my favorite wrestlers growing up was Kevin Nash, Jackknife Powerbomb, yep. Dave Batista, and Batista's on the level of Jeff Hardy, um, different times of my life, but equal um, impact on my life. Batista bomb. So realistically, you would think I would come in being like, I got to do a power bomb. But that actually came about Chris Jericho um, kind of recommended me doing multiple power bombs. And then it kind of, we're like, okay, this could work. And then Tony, actually, Tony Khan is the one that said that deemed it the power bomb symphony. And we just went with it and seemed to work out well. I'm glad you brought up Batista because there have been a, a lot of comparisons from media people and wrestling nerds like myself who look at your arc with Max uh, to Batista's rise to, to stardom. When you start getting mentioned, you, you said, look, he's, he's on the same level as Jeff Hardy. Now you're being in the same men, men, mentioned in the same sentences with a heavy hitter like Batista. Does that give you any added confidence, motivation? You know, what does that do for you when you hear stuff like that? Dude, it just makes me smile. You know, I, being a junior in high school, I just started growing. You know, I'm 170 pounds. And I'm like, all right, I'm finally starting to grow and get some muscle. But you look at somebody like Batista and you're like, I could never, you know, I'm going to try to get as close to that as possible. But like, what are the realistic odds? So I have worked my butt off to get to as close to a Dave Batista level as possible. And to, to go on Twitter and see, you know, side-by-side -side pictures and comparisons and people, you know, compared me to him is, it's just such a cool feeling. Um, you know, Dave's somebody who I haven't met and I would love to meet him and thank him, you know, because he's still somebody to this day that motivates me. You know, he's still doing big things in life and, and he still motivates me and pushes me to this day without even knowing it. Um, but yeah, man, it, it, and, and again, just life and manifestation, you know, you look at Batista, he started as Deacon Batista, wearing that same suit, silent, you know, I started with the suit, silent, then he turned into evolution, I have him in the pinnacle, 
him and Triple H, me and Max. It's like these things. I mean, that's just it's crazy. You can't, you know, you can't write this stuff. You know, it's just crazy how life is working out. For sure. And, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, all these legends, Jeff Hardy, uh, Dave Batista, obviously. I, I have to bring up the living legend that walked into the ring uh, Sunday for the first time. And then this past Wednesday, Sir William Regal has been added to AEW. You want to talk about the hits just keep on coming. You know, how, how cool is it to now work with William Regal? And are you looking forward to putting his brand in all? Yes, it was actually funny. So he's somebody I've hadn't met yet. And when I saw him backstage, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. And I actually, excuse my language, I think I looked at him. I was like, holy shit, pleasure to finally meet you. <laughs> and he looked at me like, <laughs> but like it just came out. I was just, I'm like, man, I've been waiting a long time to shake your hand. Oh, that's great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, he's, He's one of these guys that, I mean, obviously he's a legend, but like I, I did wrestling training for about a, a year or so until my back started uh, screwing up with me. But it's like my my instructor, who was Jimmy Yang, like every time he brought up something, it was always like, well, William Regal does this or he called it a, a, the, the Regal role or this, that, and the other thing. I mean, the guy is just invaluable to have in that locker room for sure. Oh, yeah. It's just another, just another legend that is going to help everybody grow and we have such a team now such a good team of people that genuinely want to help and have the ability to help and it's a special thing all right this wednesday st patrick's day slam you get your crack at the tnt title not against sammy guevara though it's gonna be against scorpio sky so uh what are you looking forward to that matchup and uh you know were you looking forward to facing sammy or you know you just don't care you're ready to go and win this belt on wednesday doesn't matter if King Kong had that title. I'm taking it Wednesday. Put me in the ring with whoever you want. They're done. All right, sir. I'm 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 happy for all your success. I'm glad to see you living your dream. And and you know, it's been great to watch your eyes. Good luck moving forward. And uh, you know, we'll we'll talk again sometime after you're holding up the AEW World Title. How's that sound? That sounds perfect. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.